two and a one people of the world hello and welcome to marketing as a foreign language this monday august 31st so much winning so much happiness today on the show tiktok ceo resigns as oracle led bid becomes the lead contender in the acquisition race social vr facebook horizon and the future of social media marketing why you'd be wise to get in early on instagram reels for social media marketing what will shape social media marketing in the second half of 2020 zuckerberg says facebook's failure to remove militia page an operational mistake and facebook partially documents its content recommendation systems and ooh, we're getting some migraine data ads from fox news oh wow who doesn't love some some migraine videos thank you fox for that incredibly classy uh what do you call it uh commercial did you know that it's time for the intro i certainly did let's go All right, the show's really taking off. We had uh, seven downloads from our absolutely new uh, podcast uh, options out there. So if you're listening to us on a podcast, thank you very much. We genuinely appreciate you swinging on by. If you want to see the live show, it's 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time every single Monday through Friday. If you have any questions, go ahead and leave them in chat. Streaming live on YouTube, just punch in, send it rising, internet marketing, boom, there you are. Think send it rising, pulls it up too, as well as our Facebook business page tiktok ceo resigns as oracle lead bid becomes the lead contender in the acquisition race andrew hutchinson social media today writes wow 24 hours can certainly be a long time in tiktok landia at the moment shortly after tiktok announced it's we're not going anywhere t-shirts and hoodies yesterday recently appointed ceo kevin mayer resigned from the company while reports today also suggest that u.s retail giant walmart has taken an interest in potentially acquiring part of the app as i said before it turns out that just because you design a hoodie does not mean that you will for sure be able to stop the United States government from shutting down your multi-billion dollar app. The rate of change at the video platform must be difficult to fathom for those on the inside. Here's an overview of the latest TikTok news updates. Mr. Mayor resigning. The biggest news is the resignation of the newly appointed global CEO, Kevin Mayer, who only took on the new role back in May. So this is a note from Mayor, quote, in recent weeks, as the political environment has sharply changed, I have done significant reflection on what the corporate structural changes will require and what it means for the global role I signed up for against this backdrop. And as we expect to reach a resolution very soon, it is with a heavy, oh, Mr. Mayor has a heavy heart because there's a lot of TikTokers out there that, you know, kind of want to keep their profiles, but he has a heavy heart. Uh, and he wanted to let us all know that he's decided to leave the company. Uh, Mayor, who is incredibly rich, I'm just throwing this out there, uh, explained that the changes will mean that he can't really be the global CEO of the company as the platform will be split into regions. Quote, I understand that the role that I signed up for, including running TikTok globally, will look very different as a result of the U.S. administration's actions to push for a sell-off. So, okay, we get that. I, I understand that. Uh, they say here, Mayor might also want to avoid becoming the face of a company taking on the Trump administration in court. 
There you go, over its actions. That right there, I think, is a prudent move by Mr. Mayor. Who, outside of Zuckerberg and, like, Bezos and friends, wants to testify in front of Congress? And who wants to stand in front of, you know, a uh, Senate hearing or whatever and uh, basically answer questions from some of the smartest people on the planet uh, in regards to the ties of your company with the Chinese Communist Party. That does not sound like a job uh, you could pay me enough to do. There are various reasons why the former Disney exec, wow, might want to get out, but, uh, the stated, but the stated point that his role in the end will not be what he originally signed up for is logical enough, according to Mr. Hutchinson. I think it's pretty clear that uh, he just wants to avoid the pain. Uh, what do you think? Leave a comment. Vanessa Papas apparently is going to be the interim TikTok uh, CEO. She tweets, incredibly proud and humbled to take the role of interim head of TikTok, our community and our team who work so hard to enable this product continues to inspire me. It's truly amazing what we've accomplished in two years. I have no doubt what we can accomplish in this next chapter. Vanessa's like, I'll do it. <laughs> Vanessa's like, oh, you're out? You're out, Mayor? No problem. She was a former YouTube exec and has been with TikTok since ByteDance, bought out Musical.ly, and has been a key leader for the platform. Yeah, I bet she's stoked. So TikTok is to be sold in a matter of days. So while negotiations are ongoing, CNBC reported that the sale of TikTok to a U.S. bidder or consortium is expected to be announced in the coming days, somewhere in the 20 to $30 billion price range. All I want is a million. I'm not asking for that much. As explained by CNBC, TikTok is nearing an agreement to sell its U.S., Canadian, Australian, and New Zealand operations in a deal that could be announced as soon as next week. Um, Walmart expressing interest. Interesting. So U.S. retail giant Walmart has also reportedly expressed an interest in acquiring the short-form video platform, which would likely see Walmart joining Microsoft's bid for the platform. As reported by Axios, quote, Walmart's pitch would be to help turn TikTok U.S., to more of an e-commerce app for creators and users, much like what TikTok parent company ByteDance did with a similar app in China. That is very interesting. And Oracle bid taking the lead in the final key bid of TikTok news for the day. The rap has reported that Oracle lead consortium has now become the preferred bidder for the app with the deal offering significant incentives to the parent company ByteDance. Quote, this is from the wrap. The proposed deal would compromise $10 billion in cash, $10 billion in Oracle stock, and 50% of annual TikTok profit to flow back to TikTok's China-based parent company, ByteDance, for two years, according to one individual with knowledge on the deal. So all links to all articles are now located um, in the summary. So if you want to check out uh, the articles, we're doing a good job of linking to them. So just check out the summary wherever you are listening to us from, whether that be YouTube, Facebook, or a podcast platform. Social VR for Facebook Horizon and the Future of Social Media Marketing. Kathy Hackle with Forbes.com writes, Presence is more important than ever. Many around the globe are staying home and limiting their physical social contact. Families and friends connect via Zoom. We get it. Spatial presence, the feeling, feeling of being there in a virtual space, can unlock doors to social experiences and give people a sense of belonging and fulfillment in a world changed by the pandemic. So we're talking about 3D space as opposed to 2d so the hours we spend on social media have increased a recent statista statista perhaps survey showed that 29.7 percent of u.s social media users used social media one to two additional hours per day e-marketer notes that 51 percent 
of U.S. adults are using social media at higher rates during the pandemic. So social virtual reality or social VR has seen an increase in users as well. So apparently there are some apps like Rec Room. I am not familiar with any of these. Big screen VR chat Altspace. Y'all hanging out on Altspace? I know you are. Altspace is hosting one of Burning Man's virtual worlds from this year's virtual event. This week, Facebook announced the launch of the public beta for its social VR experience, Horizon. So hanging out in 3D space with ya peeps. I believe the next phase of social media is presence, says early beta Horizon content creator and social media consultant Nava Berg. So imagine a place where a brand can invite their brand ambassadors to try out a product without hopping on an airplane, a place a brand can launch a press release without writing a press release, but actually being there and sharing the news with the community of journalists in a get together on social VR. This is obviously the future. This is obviously where advertisers going. Um, I think Google obviously will have a foothold here in regards to search. Um, I think that uh, kind of the fusion between the glasses we've been looking at of late, um, the ones obviously that connect via Bluetooth to your lenses and uh, help you with an augmented reality understanding of your, the physical space in front of you. I feel like that world is going to merge with the world of you know, VR experience. We just really need to get over the strap the phone to your head thing. This is the main problem. Once we solve the strap the phone to your head thing, and you can kind of toggle between a completely virtual environment and a semi-augmented version, think Snapchat filters, um, then um, the, that advertising is gonna explode. We're gonna see some virtual space, perhaps it's Facebook's horizon that is gonna take over, and uh, we're all gonna have avatars that are super duper sexy, super strong, super amazing, and then everyone's gonna wonder what people actually look like in real life as if that's not somewhat already the truth on Facebook. So there you go. Let's meet in social VRs. The pandemic continues to affect our society and the way people socialize. Social VR apps and experiences like Horizon give, give people a place to gather, play, and create. This makes sense. There's gonna be marketing. We're aware of that. And we're moving on. Thank you, Forbes, for that. Entrepreneur.com, uh, an article, why you'd be wise to get in early on Instagram Reels. For social media marketing we talked about this instagram reels as a way to of course my wife leaves a hilarious comment you're going to want my avatar she writes thank you lanasia for that our listeners genuinely appreciate your comment um so instagram reels are oh i don't know um a an attempt by instagram to pull uh users from tiktok because there was um a sign of weakness from them uh, but will it continue? Will it be popular? So Lucas Miller, entrepreneur.com writes, as you may have heard, Instagram recently released its newest feature, Instagram Reels, allowing users to create and edit 15 second video clips set to music. Sounds familiar, right? Many have been comparing Reels to TikTok. We've covered this in a previous episode. So since its release in 2016, TikTok has gathered more than 800 million active users worldwide. In February 2019, the app reached its first billion downloads and eight months later obtained half a billion more. Um, however, because Reels is built into Instagram, it has the potential to reach an even wider audience and faster, especially if TikTok is um, going to suffer here in the transition. An article in Entrepreneur points out that Reels combines 
all of TikTok's best features and offers them in the same place you create your regular posts, making it more easily accessible. I think the key question here is how many influencers are going to be uh, interested in, uh, you know, making the shift here. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Jason Noggle, thank you for the comment with the blushy face. That makes perfect sense to me. Instagram is already an important tool for marketers. 89% uh, of marketers say Instagram is crucial to their marketing strategy. Brands with more than 100,000 followers on Instagram have grown by 163% in the past two years. The question obviously is, can we get the folks from TikTok to Instagram and getting them to use Reels? That I think will determine the future of Reels. Entrepreneur.com eConsultancy.com, Nikki Gilliland, or Gilliland perhaps, uh, what will shape social media marketing in the second half of 2020? Social media usage has grown significantly in the past year, spurred on by the coronavirus pandemic and its impact on the daily lives and habits of people. We get it. New data has revealed that the number of global social media users grew to 3.96 billion in the start of, uh, or at the start rather, of July 2020, more than a 10% surge. Uh, compared to the last year. Naturally, marketers taking notice. According to eConsultancy's Future of Marketing report, 64% of marketers see social as becoming more important to their organization's marketing effectiveness. Blah, 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 blah. So what are we going to see? Ad revenue slowing down. Really? We think ad revenue is going to slow down? Oh, revenue. I was thinking ad spend. Perhaps. Marketers reevaluate influencer partnerships. Sure. Video goes from strength to strength. Not sure what that means. Brands to capitalize on growth of TikTok or Reels. Okay. Risk of boycotts and backlash increase. That's true. New features to reflect our new normal and social selling gains momentum. Let's take a look here. Ooh, this is quite the article. Econsultancy.com coming in strong here. Let's start with uh, ad revenue slowing down. Facebook reported its slowest revenue growth since its 2012 IPO in Q2. That's a big deal. With a rise of 11% year on year. <laughs> Excuse me. That's how you know we're live. However, this was still 7% higher than analysts' expectations and combined with a 12% year-on-year growth in daily active users to reach 1.79 billion. Facebook has shown surprising resilience thus far. It's a far cry from previous growth, so we get that. The decision to impose a blanket ban on political ads is not cut and dry and will be difficult to determine where they draw the line. We covered this in a previous episode. It turns out that the actual uh, effect of those bans, those gigantic uh, coordinated efforts to reduce Facebook spend was very much a blip in the Facebook radar. It represented a very small percentage of the total spend. I was shocked. Excuse me. So Mr. Mark Zuckerberg said political ads are an important part of a voice, especially for local candidates, up and coming challengers and advocacy groups that may not get as much media attention. Otherwise, banning political ads favors incumbents and whoever the media covers. So he has a point there. So even if brands do start to return to Facebook's ad platform, the banning of political ads could diminish the platform's recovery of revenue losses. Interestingly, though, big brands have been veering away from Facebook long before both the pandemic and the Stop Hate for Profit. There you go. That was the initiative. Data, excuse me, data from Pathmatics reported by Digiday shows that 11 out of the 20 largest Facebook advertisers to have paused ad spending have been reducing the amount they spend in the U.S. over the last two years. Consequently, we could see the trend continue long after the boycott ends, but it won't necessarily harm Facebook, Facebook too much. 
This is because a large percentage of its 9 million or more advertisers are small businesses. This is what we covered previously who are less likely to be in the position to sacrifice. So there you go. So for more information, subscribe to uh, eConsultancy.com, uh, apparently, which I do not plan on doing right now. Uh, FoxBusiness.com, Zuckerberg says Facebook's failure to remove militia page an operational mistake two people killed in shooting during protest so facebook apparently according to this article made an quote operational mistake in not acting sooner to remove a page for a militia group that posted a call to arms in kenosha wisconsin the company's chief executive zuckerberg said on friday the social media company said on wednesday it had removed the page for the kenosha guard and an event listing there for armed citizens to protect our lives and property as it violated the company's policy against militia organizations. Can you imagine owning a company that has to do this sort of work? That's crazy. Facebook's action came after two people were shot and killed during protests in the town on Tuesday night, part of three nights of civil unrest uh, that uh, followed the shooting by a white police officer that left black man Jacob Blake Jr. paralyzed. Zuckerberg speaking in a video message published on his Facebook profile, acknowledged the company had received complaints from, quote, a bunch of people about the Kenosha Guard posting. The contractors and reviewers who the initial complaints were funneled to basically didn't pick this up, he said. And on second review, doing it more sensitively, the team that's responsible for dangerous organizations recognized that this violated the policies and we took it down. So we're talking about algorithms attempting to find even the subtlest uh, of um, violations of the terms of service. Um, but this does not appear subtle to me. Uh, this sort of call to arms, uh, this policy against militia organizations, it seems to go through, when I say physical, I mean actual people review. So let's look at this quote again from Zuckerberg, quote, the contractors and reviewers. So actual people who the initial complaints were funneled to basically didn't pick this up. So there you go. So you got to wonder how complicit is uh, Zuckerberg and Facebook in this particular uh, problem? Uh, obviously, you know, they're not the people uh, physically in the location. Um, but as the lines begin to blur um, in 2020 about, uh, you know, from virtual to uh, actual physical location, what burden do they bear? Zuckerberg said the company had not found any evidence to show that the person charged with the fatal shooting during Tuesday's unrest followed the Kenosha Guard page. Interesting, interesting stuff. Last but not least, Facebook partially documents its content recommendation system. Sarah Perez, TechCrunch.com, algorithmic recommendation systems on social media sites like YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter have shouldered much of the blame for the spread of misinformation, propaganda, hate speech, conspiracy theories, and other harmful content. This is true. Facebook in particular has come under fire in recent days for allowing QAnon conspiracy groups to thrive on its platform and for helping militia groups to scale membership. As we just talked about today, Facebook is attempting to combat claims that its recommendation systems are at any way at fault for how people are exposed to troubling, objectionable, dangerous, misleading, and untruthful content. I feel, uh, ooh, Jason has a question. Is this a manual process? So my understanding is that the algorithm, well, there are complaints. Um, so I think this specific uh, problem dealt with complaints being filed. 
and I'm not sure if the complaints themselves are subject to an algorithm. Um, and it would seem as though, given uh, Zuckerberg's basically apology, uh, that the people that saw those complaints didn't run it up the chain. It seems like that to me. Um, it is possible that an algorithm is used to determine which complaints should be addressed first. Um, so it's possible that you know there was a delay or it went quickly or more slowly, but it does sound like a, like a person actually saw the complaint and uh, simply didn't um, address it. Um, so the company has for the first time, this is Facebook, made public how its content recommendations guidelines work. Currently, Facebook's suggestions may appear as pages you may like, suggested for you posts in newsfeed, people you may know, or groups you should join. Instagram's suggestions are found within Instagram Explore, accounts you may like, and IGTV Discover. The company says Facebook's existing guidelines have been in place since 2016 under a strategy it references as, quote, remove, reduce, and inform. This strategy focuses on removing content that violates Facebook's community standards, reducing the spread of problematic content, kind of a little bit blah, blah, blah. Facebook also claims to not recommend sensitivity, uh, excuse me, recommend sensitive or low quality content. Content users frequently say they dislike and content associated with low quality publishing. Kind of boring, kind of boring there. Facebook partially documents its content recommendation system. So clearly Facebook is in the, uh, business of trying to promote quality high high level content and get rid of low quality content the article goes on to say things like offering miracle cures and that sort of stuff i mean we all know what garbage content looks like and uh so facebook continues to attempt to uh police the internet uh ladies and gentlemen if you are listening to this again on a podcast or after the fact and are interested in asking a question while we are live by all means would love to have you swing on by 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, uh, if you didn't know, I'm the owner of Send It Rising Internet Marketing. If you want to give us a ring, it's 702-263-0141, 702-263-0141. Or you can drop me a line, info, I-N-F-O, at senditrising.com. Boom, skadoosh, and you're talking to us. TikTok CEO resigns as Oracle lead bid becomes the lead contender in the acquisition race. Okay. So if I'm the CEO of TikTok, I would seriously consider resigning because why would you want to go ahead and be the CEO? I don't want to be in front of a Senate hearing. I have no interest in doing that. Who does? Apparently, Vanessa Pappas does. She's like, tell you what, I will go ahead and do that. Vanessa Pappas coming in with the courage, coming in, saying I'm going to give it a shot. Good for her. Forbes.com. So will we all find ourselves in physical space? Um, you know, kind of World of Warcraft-esque, um, but more just social, you know, with avatars uh, for social exchanges. I don't know. Will I have uh, meetings in uh, Japanese-style tea rooms online? I hope so. I just think it's not going to happen if we have to strap phones to our head. We have to find a more lightweight, a more comfortable way to get into 3D space. Um, and I think that will come by way of Bluetooth technology syncing to glasses, um, as opposed to us, again, strapping phones to our face. So perhaps we'll be hanging out with each other um, in virtual reality before we know it. Uh, well, we saw Zoomstock and what happened to Zoomstock. I can imagine that a very similar thing will happen with whatever this truck, this new um, technology is. Is it Facebook Horizon? Uh, perhaps. Perhaps it is. Perhaps it is not. Um, why you'd be wise to get in early on Instagram Reels? Well, we talked about it. TikTok's going away. Instagram Reels um, is generously um, trying to attract TikTok influencers. So they're doing their best to try to pull as many views.
from the platform onto uh, Instagram Reels, and it could really uh, it could really take off. So this is something if you're an influencer to consider here in 2020. What will the shape of social media marketing in the second half of 2020 look like? Uh, yeah, ad revenue slowing down, maybe. It's possible. Um, will marketers reevaluate reevaluate their influencer partnerships? Probably. Um, video goes from strength to strength. Look, video is the whole kit and caboodle as far as I'm concerned in 2020. Uh, brands to capitalize on growth of TikTok uh, or Reels. Yeah, I think that uh, there is some argument there. But again, if you're you know selling insurance or you know or a typical service-based small business, um, TikTok really Reels probably not. You're blogging. You just seriously need to consider um, how video is going to play a role, and you have to seriously consider how Google Ads or Facebook Ads might drive revenue for you. And you obviously need a website that is going to convert at a halfway decent level. And uh, SEO still matters to you because you need to show up when people are searching for you. Risk of boycotts, sure. If you're a Fortune 500, Fortune 1000, you know there are risk of boycotts and backlash. That's true. But for your standard sort of you know small business, it's not really an issue most of the time. New features to reflect our new normal. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping six months to a year from now. I know it's wishful thinking, but I'm just hoping that things really do normalize and uh, we move into um, a new phase where, I don't know, the pandemic is not the only news story ever um, and we can uh, hopefully heal. Social selling gains momentum. Well, sure, I can see that being a big deal. Zuckerberg says Facebook's failure to remove militia page and operational mistakes, so he admits it's a mistake. Um, and uh, that's worth noting that uh, Facebook is not perfect and they're trying to police the internet and that of course is quite difficult. And last but not least, Facebook partially documenting its content recommendation system. Yeah, we get it. They are uh, definitely not trying to show you garbage content. Ladies and gentlemen, the links for each of these articles are located below in the description or in the summary of this particular episode. Thank you for swinging on by. We genuinely appreciate having you here. Uh, as always, um, our podcast download numbers are really starting to kick off. So very much huge thank you to everyone who's listening. It means a lot to me. We're on episode 67. So we've been kind of grinding this out for a while and I have every intention of continuing to do this for years to come. So thank you very much. Uh, like, share, comment, etc. that sort of stuff. If you really want to do us a solid, uh, why don't you type Send It Rising Internet Marketing into your browser, try to find our Google Maps listing, our Google My Business listing, and leave a review. Five stars. Hey, guys, really appreciate the podcast. Thanks for the good information. That would probably be the biggest thing you could do if that, of course, is something you are willing to do. Again, thank you very much for swinging on by. We very much appreciate it. And we will see you all tomorrow, same time, same place. Farewell.